Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Leighton Hewitt, and you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. It's 79 years since Great Britain won the Davis Cup by BNP Paribas, the World Cup of Tennis. But after the Murray brothers combined to win their third doubles rubber of the year, they can smell it now. Andy Murray against David Goffin in the reverse singles on Sunday. And if Goffin wins that, maybe Belgium can win their first Davis Cup ever. You're listening to The Tennis Podcast, brought to you in association with The Telegraph and supported by BNP Paribas, the bank for a changing world. My name is David Law, part of the BBC Radio 5 Live commentary team, and if you thought my guests yesterday were good, how about these two? Chris Bradnam of Eurosport. Chris. Hello, David. Nice to be with you. It's lovely to have you with us as well. And, you know, we've never in our lifetime experienced what it is like to win a Davis Cup. Let's speak to somebody who actually knows. Henri Leconte is here. It's magnificent. You cannot believe what it is. I love it. When I won Davis Cup, it was perfect 59 years. So I hope you're going to do the same. Do you actually hope that? I hope, I hope. You know, you deserve it. I mean, you have the, a better team. Andy Murray is just playing unbelievable tennis for the, the last two days. So we hope that the, the, the third day will be like that too. And uh, he deserve it. And uh, Great Britain deserve it. Or also Belgium deserve it. So... The best men win. The best men will win. Well, the best men won ultimately today, Chris, but that was not a walk in the park, was it? That was stressful for both teams throughout, pumping atmosphere, and ultimately the Murray brothers came out on top yet again. Yeah, it was interesting right from the off, wasn't it? The fact that they put Steve Darcy in, he wasn't 100% fit, we knew that. I think that showed itself right at the end of the match, but before then, there was so much to admire in the match. They both played their part. I think Jamie... He's a captain, isn't he? I think Andy played unbelievable, as Henri was saying. But I think Jamie, in the end, he did start to boss the net a bit more. And we saw that in the match against Australia, too. He needed to step up and show that he is the so-called doubles specialist. And they just complement each other so well. Andy hardly ever misses a return. Jamie's all over the net when he can be. When they were struggling at the start of the third, they had a brilliant team talk. They changed the tactics magnificently. There were still some key moments and some key holds. And that... uh, huge long game with all the break points in it and so on there were some key turning points but overall Britain are going to be very pleased tonight Henri we've talked about how you won the Davis Cup let's just say that again let's just keep saying it you won the Davis Cup for France but how impressed are you with what Andy Murray is doing basically having to not win it on his own because he's had Jamie with him he's had a win from James Ward but if he wins on Sunday it would be 11 out of 11 rubbers won this year. That's just impressive and and magnificent. I mean, the way of Andy is playing now is so confident. The way he did play today in doubles to give confidence back to Jimmy because he was down a little bit, you know, and and I think it's that's the key. It's very important and we have somebody like Andy can prove 
to his brother that, come on you can do it you're good you're not like you know just by yourself and say okay I'm just playing and okay do whatever you want or you know run all over the place no at the end you know Andy was very positive and that's why he's a big champion and I think he really wants to win that Davis Cup because it's something different we always say you know like uh, Roger Federer last year say, oh yeah 17 Grand Slam why, why should I want to win Davis Cup and he did it and it was something unusual and 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 special and that's why that's why Andy wants to do you know the best he can so can bring that Davis Cup back home do you think he will yes definitely positive come on Britain (laughs) (laughs) who'd have thought it Chris Brandon um the way the tie has gone I mean these are two teams that as we talked about in the intro there I mean it's 111 years since Belgium have been in a final. That was against Britain in 1904. It's 37 years since Britain were in a final. This is just such a huge deal to both nations. And they're both actually handling it really well, aren't they? They really are. And I think we must mention Leon Smith. I mean, he started his journey five years ago. He had a lot of criticism when he was appointed as the Davis Cup captain, taking over from John Lloyd. And I think he's really stepped up to the plate. He's managed to get Andy Murray to commit to Davis Cup 100%. I know there was the link as his first coach many, many years ago. He's a fellow Scot and all of that. But you've still got to deal with one of the great players in tennis and make sure they're happy and make sure they're part of a team that he feels could be successful. And Andy initially said the other guys have got to step up to the plate. And they have. You've mentioned a few names. Dan Evans was part of that too. Colin Fleming, who's part of our team this week. He's won some matches for Great Britain along the way. And I think the team spirit that he's created has almost been the sort of linchpin to set everything up. Obviously having Andy, one of the great players, playing for Team GB, and passionate, as again Henri was saying, he desperately wants to add to his legacy and win the Davis Cup. And it's, it's just all coming together. And I'm exactly the same, I think, for sure. I think it's going to be tough tomorrow. Breaking new ground is never easy. Andy Murray's done many things, but he's not won a Davis Cup. And that's going to, you know, perhaps be a bit of an issue. But I just fully expect, because of the frame of mind he's in, that whatever problems are out there, whatever questions are asked, he will find the answers. Dare I ask if you remember the last time that Britain were in the Davis Cup final? (laughs) Sure, 1936 with dear old Fred. Fred Perry. (laughs) 1978. No, but when when they played in the final last time, 1978. Absolutely. Against America, John McEnroe made his debut. We were one all after day one. Mark Cox and David Lloyd didn't quite manage it in the dubs. And then John McEnroe won. Extraordinary debut that he put in. And the rest is history with that phenomenal lefty. But yeah, of course I do. And it's, it's very strong in all the Britain's hearts, you know, specifically the tennis fans. But I fully expect us to go ahead and win tomorrow. You mentioned Fred Perry just in passing there. I'm going to come on to Henri. I've got a few little questions for him in a second. But you mentioned Fred Perry. Is Andy Murray the greatest tennis player that Britain has ever produced for you? I think he's going to be by the time he's hung up his racket. If you want to talk about the greatest, Fred Perry, obviously he won those Wimbledon three, but only had to play a challenge round on a couple of them. So it's always very, very difficult, isn't it? Is Roger Federer the greatest player of all time? Is Serena Williams the greatest player of all time? Not at the moment. If you look at Margaret Court's record and Steffi Graf did the Golden Slam, the four majors and the gold medal in the Olympics. So it's always a little bit debatable. But I think uh, Andy Murray, by the time he's done, if he remains as driven as he is and he takes this Davis Cup mentality which I think Lendl sort of created the same sort of feel at the same time as well if he maintains that even though Novak looks pretty unplayable these days 
I think we will fondly remember Andy Murray as the greatest male British player, yeah. Henri Leconte, just go back in time for me to when you did win that Davis Cup by being Paribas title because it was an unbelievable story because Yannick Noah has told me about it. Yep. He, he said that he came to you and you were basically unable to walk after yep. back surgery. Tell us about it. It was in, uh, we played that semi-final in Po against uh, Yugoslavia at that time and uh, I was just coming in, I just had a, the third operation on my back and I was just barely walk and he goes and he came he goes Henry I need you to be ready for the final because I want you to play doubles with Guy because we haven't lost one match in doubles so I said oh great so I, so I went and trained I went to Bretagne and uh, went to a special uh, clinic to train to, re- to, to do all the rehabilitation for my back and uh, how to serve how to walk how to run three months you know and and get ready for Davis Cup and then, and then suddenly I play doubles with Yannick in, in Paris-Bercy to taste it and, and he said oh, you, you're playing good play good so back in the team and I practice and I train and I was just I just believe about myself I just say okay I have, that's, I have another chance I lost in the final of the French Open I went to the final also in Davis Cup in 1982 and I say God give me another time maybe to, to win the title so I did best I can and I, I play um, unbelievable tennis by beating Pete Sampras the first day after well Guy. that's the thing you mentioned the doubles but Pete Sampras Pete Sampras yes. I mean goodness me yeah Pete Sampras because you know that was we've been training for like a month uh, with uh, Yannick and Guy and uh, was Arno Birch was Olivier Delette was uh, Santoro who play so well Fabrice and he beat Pete Sampras like a few weeks before Guy beat just one Ber- Paris-Bercy and we went back on training for Davis Cup and he, he beat Pete Sampras in five sets so I was playing so well in practice so then at the end Yannick decides okay Henry you're going to play singles and I look at Yannick and I say don't worry I'm going to win it's easy don't worry and then I was 145 in the world against the world number two or three and I did it but the case was you have to see Guy Forger's face after losing against Andre, uh, Andre Agassi he came back to the locker room just sitting you know on, on a physio t- the physiotail and he looked at me and I came and said hey Guy don't worry I'm going to kick so I can say that <laughs> it's, mm, it's going to be easy and then Guy looked at me and he goes this guy is completely nuts <laughs> I mean he's going to play Pete Sampras he has no clue he haven't played I have just played two three uh, three singles maybe I played doubles I haven't played for like three months and you're going to beat Pete Sampras then I just played in Paris-Bercy and won at that time the final in five sets there's no way and he goes okay <laughs> and then when I went to see Yannick I said hey Yannick I'm going to win it's going to be it come on I can do it I came back three sets to love and then after that we played the doubles I was really it was kind of the reason when sometimes you work so hard and you are in the zone you know you, you know what I mean the zone it means then nothing could happen you know you're going to win you know you're going to play well and he stayed like for two or three days and you know that was a great opportunity for me and for France to win, and I and we did it. And, and then Guy, you know, won the last match on Sunday, and that was I feel so good because it was 59 years we haven't won that. So it's a, it's a special thing, and especially the way of what happened and with uh, with Pete. And, and don't worry, I saw Pete the last three weeks ago, and even his uh, 
He's still upset. You reminded him. <laughs> <laughs> you, how, where did that confidence come from, though, Henri? Because I remember Yannick describing this in, in graphic detail. He told me about this about 15 years ago. Yeah. And he, he said, he said honestly, when, Yannick, when Henri got out of that chair that he basically couldn't walk, he said, I had the feeling that he, would, he could run through walls. Yeah, that's true. I was practicing so hard. I was... I did that before because I had three operations on my back, so I know what it is to come back and be at the, you know, the top level. But then for that Davis Cup, I went through so many things, and I was just running, and I know there was a wall. I can run through the wall. Nothing's going to happen. It's going to go down, and me, I'm going to go further. And then that was the, you know, that was my dream because I knew that was my last chance. And after that, I became a hero in France because of, you know, beating. Pete Sampras just to believe about yourself that's maybe that's what we've been a little bit upset about the team last year when they played Switzerland they had nothing to lose you know when you have nothing to lose at the end it's easier because you're playing Federer Wawrinka top 5 in the world against you know, the way you are the more you're 12 or 10 in the world I mean you have nothing to lose nothing to prove also we've been in the final and it was not that came through you know it was completely different I prefer to be to that situation than Andy Murray's situation, than said everybody expecting you to win because you are the best player. So it's I prefer to do. Did, did you feel in a way, because you mentioned that French Open final, which must have been a difficult day in many ways for you, Worst day. That, that this was, this was your moment? This was your moment to, to just remind everybody what you're all about? No, because, you know, it means so much for me to winning... You know, Grand Slam tournament, especially I felt the pressure like probably Andy fell, you know, for some for four times before. That's why he was working with Ivan Lendl because Ivan would take like seven seven final and then to reach to win a Grand Slam, and he had he felt the same pressure at Wimbledon and he did it, winning the Olympics, winning Wimbledon, winning U.S. Open, winning Wimbledon, and then you know it's just very impressive to me. I felt that pressure. And I choked in the final, really. I played well the first set. Mats Villander was world number one, winning Australian Open, French Open. Quarterfinal at Wimbledon, winning US Open. Almost The only person who did better was Roger Federer and Novak Djokovic. But he was playing just very unbelievable tennis at that time. And I felt that pressure. And I couldn't handle it. And then after that, everything went wrong, the press, everything. So I've been passing through a lot of difficulty in my, in my career. So that had the opportunity to change that in Davis Cup. And for me, playing for my country, it was the best thing in the world. Play with the team, you know, go further, just share with my friends. And I will, it's like, you know, going to the war. I mean, go for it. Come on, you play for your own country. It's a wonderful story, Henri. I'm so glad you, you shared that with us. Just before we go, gentlemen... I'd just like to ask Chris, Henri Leconte is now here with Eurosport and he's a commentator. I've seen the YouTube clips. I've never heard anything like it in all my life. It, you know, you cannot take your eyes off Henri Leconte commentating on a match. And occasionally, actually, you put a camera in the commentary box so not only can we hear him, we can see him. Explain what it's like. Well, first things first, going back to your question a little while ago about how he found the confidence and so on. I have had the pleasure of getting to know Henri a little bit better over the last couple of days, and what a delightful man he is. Red wine. <laughs> Definitely red wine gives Henri confidence. We've, nick- <laughs> We've nicknamed him Magnum. 
and we'll let everybody, your viewers, work out why. He's great fun to be around. He's full of life. You can hear how passionate he still is about the game. And I think that's typical of people in that sort of era. They love the sport with a passion. They know about the history of the sport. They give so much back to the sport. And it's very easy to feed off people like Henri and enjoy this even more than we would have done already and the fact that we've got a Frenchman cheering on the Brits I mean that's got to be a good thing too and uh, it's just been a fantastic weekend let's hope we're all smiling now let's hope we're not celebrating too soon that Andy or whoever can get the job done tomorrow and we can win our first Davis Cup for such a long time since 36 but he is great fun to be around and has been a a real positive addition to our coverage and Henri Leconte let's just say that Andy Murray does hit that winning forehand down the line that gives Britain their first Davis Cup by BNP Paribas title for 79 years. How would Henri Leconte react to that? Uh, What's your commentary line going to be? Unbelievable! Andy Murray just won Davis Cup level was since, uh, what, 72 years? Yes? 79. 79 years, this is unbelievable, I can't believe it, he's falling on the ground, he's just, you know, crying, throwing his racket, give a kiss to everyone, unbelievable. <laughs> and you know what, that's not all you're going to hear of Henri Leconte <laughs> over the next couple of weeks, because you will be back yes. at the Royal. Well, Albert Hall, next week, be there, I'm going to play John McEnroe. I'm ready, Johnny. Champions Tennis from the 2nd to the 6th of December. Henri Leconte will be there. Pat Cash will be there. Mats Valander, who we've talked about. John McEnroe, Tim Hemman, James Blake, Fernando Gonzalez. It is going to be a cracking week. Yes, and Andy Murray will come to our herd. That's right. Tiebreak uh-huh. 10s yes. on Saturday night, the 5th of December. Andy Murray up against Tim Hemman and David Ferrer. And maybe bring back Davis Cup and show it to us at the Royal Albert Hall. Yeah, that'd be oh, good, oh, wouldn't it? Oh, oh, that would be great. But be concentrated. Like Chris said, we have to be concentrated for tomorrow. Be focused. Don't celebrate it too quickly. Hey, nice idea, isn't it? A night full of tie breaks, tie break tens. Kyle Edmund and uh, Andy Murray and David Ferrer, and then some older blokes as well. So you've got uh, Tim Hemman amongst that lot. Has he got a chance? No. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Sorry, Tim. Tie breaks? No. Henri no, says no. No, I don't think so. Even uh, John would be even complicated. And Tim, you know, uh, Tim, why don't you just come there have a good time and after that have a glass of champagne I'll be there for you that's plan B Henri Leconte it's been an absolute pleasure to have you with us here on the tennis podcast he'll be back on Eurosport as will Chris Bradnam tomorrow what time does your coverage start tomorrow for the final day Chris 11.45 in the morning on Eurosport 2 and it's the place to watch it we hope to have everybody supporting us in the British cause and that we can all raise a glass of something a little stronger perhaps than red wine by this time tomorrow it's been lovely to speak to you as well Chris thanks for joining us thank you for having me it is one of the places to watch it tomorrow the other is BBC television a place you can hear it if you're in your car or if you just want the commentary of the 5 Live team is on BBC Radio 5 Live we will have every single ball of it this has been the tennis podcast brought to you in association with The Telegraph we are supported by BNP Paribas the bank for a changing world it is the final day of the Davis Cup by BNP Paribas on Sunday do join us afterwards we'll speak to you soon 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com <laughs> 